0: This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content.
1: It's interesting that you've mapped it to the physical world. A lot of the analogies I've heard about the metaverse, which I don't agree with, is that it's like buying a piece of Manhattan two hundred and fifty years ago. Well, the problem is there can be many metaverses, and um, you know the the DAO or the decentralized you know organization right could decide. For that metaverse to issue new plots of land, and that can happen. Uh, in your case, buying a plot of Manhattan is like buying a plot of Manhattan because there's only a finite amount of space. And buying a you know a plot in the Sahara Desert is exactly what it feels like. It's 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 pegged to the real estate.
0: That's right. It's exactly right. It, it, every plot of land in Superworld has a you know a a, a it, it, it's it's mapped longitudinally, latitudinally blocked. Uh, on top of the real world, and there's 64.8 billion of those plots. And if you have one, now you own it, and you can reprice it, it's an NFT, you can sell it, or you can keep it. And if you keep it, again, you're a key stakeholder in that area, you're able to share in the monetization that occurs there, and you're able to build and create content. And you're able to build and create content anywhere, by the way, Um, but when you own the land, you, you really become a key stakeholder in those locations.
1: I'm eager to dive into how one owns land, especially you know a physical, repre- a digital representation of real land. But before we go on to that, certain companies are interesting when they create a whole platform with ecosystem. Google Maps is an ecosystem too. You don't just use Google Maps to zoom in and zoom out and see how things look. You can search within that environment. You can click on a business or a restaurant and you can open up a page and you can interact with that restaurant in a real world setting by booking a reservation, or by calling them, right? Uh, What does that mean when it comes to what you're doing? Superworld, if you are representing the real world in a digital environment, how does that linkage happen? If you use the Google Maps analogy, is there a
0: platform play here? Yeah. Again, uh, you nailed this one. Again, um, you know, the idea is that uh, if we're moving to this immersive environment and that environment occupies real world space and we're enabling, you know, again, um, you to do analog activities and receive virtual feedback or benefits from doing those activities, tokenization is one way of getting that feedback um, because you receive crypto back to live to earn, right? Doing activities that you love and you're earning crypto, similar to the play to earn analogy. Um, But also, you know, could you go to a concert and get an NFT as a, you know, uh, a proof of uh, participation or as a, as an accessory for, you know, some kind of memorabilia or collectible from attending that concert um, that's virtual, right? Um, So in other words, can you do physical things in the real world and receive these virtual kind of benefits or um, virtual kind of feedback? Mechanisms. And then vice versa, can you do something virtual um, like buy an NFT and get access um, to something physical or own something? So buy, you know, buy an NFT and own a piece of real property, right? Which is already happening. Or, you know, we did an NFT sale where the buyer of the NFT gets a lifetime membership to a luxury club called Custom House in New York and LA. We did a, a 3D super yacht and the Monaco yacht show, where you buy the super yacht you get access to monaco yacht show and other benefits so you know i think what we're trying to do is is create and experiment with um, this virtual physical, physical virtual linkage, uh, and you know, add tokenomics to that. And because we occupy real world space, again, in a geospatial environment, um, you're able to, again, with an infinite number of filters on the world, my world, your world, Coca-Cola's world, Nike's world, Douglas Elliman's world, you name it, right? Property tech, all of these things that are happening and enabled there, um, those linkages are very important because you know, I could be somewhere physically and participate with that virtual content that's around me. Or maybe I can't make it to the event or make it to um, the vacation or something. But um, I can, you know, potentially see that content in VR, see that content placed somewhere in AR in my environment, wherever I am, or go to a WebGL environment with an avatar and and do all kinds of things. So what we're all about at Superworld is one, we're, we're again, software, agnostic so you know whatever however you want to access this content um, uh, in any one of those environments we want to we want to provide that to you we're hardware agnostic so if you want to be on a laptop or you want to be on a mobile phone or glasses or a headset you know we want to provide all those things later it'll be haptic suits you know where you can sit back and get a massage or something um, you know wherever you are and and, and again, um, blockchain interoperability really is, is a very important aspect of this too, because in Web3, you, you are owning these environments, but you're also owning the assets that are being produced in these environments, whether that asset is an NFT that gets you a real house, or you're buying the real house itself Uh, or doing something, you know, again, physical, and you're getting that virtual feedback, as I said, and you're owning both of those things.
1: How do you think about our identity in the metaverse? Because there's two extreme spectrums when you think about how people engage online. Uh, One is to put your real name with your real photo and it's authenticated, people know it's you. If you do something online and it's stupid, you've killed your reputation. On the other hand, you could have a made-up username with a made-up photo, right? And in between that, there's this concept of pseudo anonymity, where it is you, but you're going under a, you're a real person, you do have membership to an organization, maybe you live there, maybe you work there, right, you could be a Coca-Cola employee, but you've got a, a username that you've created that isn't linked to your real world. How do you think we will engage in the metaverse when you talk about living, working and playing?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that uh, these environments are um, very interesting because there is um, a, a lot of optionality um, for people in Web three. There's you know anonymity in many ways um, to be able to you know. Uh, th- you know, activate a wallet and, and, and transact um, uh, very anonymously in, in, in many cases um, because of um, just decentralization in general. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is value in, in having an identity that people um, understand uh, or trust or uh, relate to maybe in the physical world but i think the same thing applies virtually someone could actually um in the you know in this virtual setting um interact with your um you know your pseudo uh identity right um and and actually prefer that one you know the movie ready player one kind of demonstrated that where i think um you know throughout the movie they were kind of interacting in one way and then they realized you know at the end the, the you know the the character was was someone else and and so you know I think the idea is that um, in the metaverse um, that optionality is um, definitely a feature of 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 the opportunity to um, be able to play you know different parts of your life in different ways. If you're likely doing some kind of banking transaction or some kind of government transaction, um, you likely have to be your uh, real identity. Um, If you're, you know, again, uh, playing a game or um, doing something that's kind of more entertainment focused, uh, you don't necessarily have to be your identity. You can use another wallet um, if you want. And, and so that optionality, I think, is, is gonna be a very, very powerful because, you know, in the real world, you don't really get that choice, um, but as it applies to the metaverse, um, and as it applies to kind of this physical virtual feedback, as an example, you could do something with your real, real identity in the real world, but get virtual benefits to another identity that isn't actually linked to your real identity, because that's where you're sending, you know, all of the benefits from your real identity to that virtual um, avatar or something like that. So again, you can have both of those things.
1: In the real world, we are sometimes, I don't wanna say pseudo identity because it's not an identity we choose, but it's an identity that the world around us and society chooses. You might be a parent in one context, you might be a student in another context, and you might be guest number, 322, and God forbid, United Airlines passenger, you know, sitting in seat, you know, 34C, which is a really bad seat, by the way, you know? I would know oh, that, no, no. Um, <laughs> And that that e- even extending that further we do have a choice too human beings like to interact with each other but sometimes it's not about what your name is or even how you look and many would argue it shouldn't matter how you look you take these fancy dress parties that are very common during halloween and there's fancy dress parties all the time people love going to them right at that point in time you're mickey mouse <laughs> you know you're you're tarzan whatever you want to be people people actually enjoy playing an identity and having something more in common in terms of what we agree on. And what I mean by that is not the color of your skin, not your identity. Age is a tricky one, obviously, right? Age is, is something that you know, is a governance issue, but it might be that we're in the same bar, or we like the same movie, and I think in the in the virtual world, that's represented by NFTs, NFTs which signify membership to a community. It's the same reason why this crazy concept uh, people may have heard of these monkeys, the Board Ape Yacht Club. People are buying these digital avatars that are extremely unique. And even some celebrities are using them, right? And, and, Rish, how much are they going for? Do you know?
0: Millions of dollars. um, 20, 20, 30 million dollars, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The number goes up, you know, every week. And, And, you know,
1: that, That to me was the first time I felt, okay, this isn't just some random digital art. This is membership people are seeking. And I think that's where the interesting bridge happens in the metaverse and the real world and physical world. We all wanna belong somewhere. We wanna be identifiable with a
0: group. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, the um, the the communities which is what you're kind of referring to when you're talking about Bored Ape Yacht Club or any other other communities in web3, um, I think is another aspect um, of enabling identity for people in, in different parts of their life, right? So they could be an executive uh, in the real world, but you know, they they represent themselves as a, you know, uh, a Bored Ape uh, of you you know, uh, some some other, you know, type of avatar that maybe represents some other part of their personality that they wanna, you know, kind of put out there, so.